Well, hello there. Welcome to the Virtual Rec Room. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica, but you can call me Johnny. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about my thoughts and predictions about Moon Knight following episode five and leading in to episode six. So stick around and see what I get right and what I got wrong. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi's Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean, Elvis Presley and he's still the king. Some things are only imitatable, you can't be that original. Hey there, friends and foes. Welcome back. I am the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny, and you are listening to Back of the Cereal Box. I am of an age where we did not have iPhones or iPads at the breakfast table on Saturday mornings, so we were reading the Back of the Cereal Box in between cartoons, comics, kaiju, and kung fu movies, and the Back of the Cereal Box was the world to us. This show celebrates the fun of the Saturdays of our youth while surviving adulthood today. And a big part of my youth was watching Universal Monster movies and Godzilla and Kung Fu movies and reading comic books. And all of that is converging together in my adulthood through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And on Disney+, Plus, Moon Knight is the current favorite flavor. So I thought I would share with you my thoughts about the Moon Knight series, my predictions, what I've gotten right, what I've gotten wrong, what I'm hoping to see in episode six. So for those of you who are just joining, it will be spoiler light. I'm not going to guarantee that there will be no spoilers, but uh, I'm going to try not to give away big plot points because really, I just want this to be real short and sweet, my impressions and what I'm thinking and feeling after watching Moon Knight Episode 5, The Asylum. First of all, let me just lead off by saying that I am a huge Moon Knight fan, I first became familiar with Moon Knight in 1981's Marvel Team-Up Annual number 4. And this had Moon Knight, Iron Fist, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Power Man teaming up with Spider-Man to take on the Purple Man. And the story was called Pawns of the Purple Man. And right off the bat, 1981... I became a huge fan of Moon Knight, and I've been a fan ever since, and I've read most of, if not all of the material that is out there. I may have missed a little bit of the Vengeance of Moon Knight and uh, the run that Brian Michael Bendis did, but for the most part, I've been following Moon Knight's adventures 
since 1981. I especially loved him in the West Coast Avengers by Steve Englehart and Al Milgram and Joe Sinnott. I really loved his inclusion in the Secret Avengers. And the Brian Michael Bendis series dealt with Moon Knight after that experience. So I have a lot of fan knowledge, a lot of background and and deep love for the Moon Knight Noor. So that being said, um, I really love this series. Is it 100% true to the comics? No. And no Marvel Cinematic University University Universe property is. No MCU property is 100% true to the source material. But they stay true to the spirit of the source material. And this might be a spoiler. The character of Stephen Grant is very different than his comic book counterpart where he is basically the Bruce Wayne playboy millionaire type character. So right away that's a departure. The second thing that is a little bit different is that right now, as of episode five, we're only dealing with two personalities of Mark Spector and Stephen Grant. They have not touched on or introduced Jake Lockley yet, although I believe we have actually seen the fallout of Jake Lockley appearing, but he has not actually been named or seen in action yet. That's going to come in episode six. I really thought it would come in episode five. In in episode four, there was a third sarcophagi that did not get opened, and you heard someone clanging about inside of it and trying to get out, and that, I believe, is Jake Lockley, the third personality that Mark Spector has created to either protect or shield his mind. Anyway, we're going to see him. Um, So all of that having been said, episodes one through four, I I really loved. Yes, it's a slow burn. It's a slow build. It's a mystery to be solved, a mystery to be unraveled. But then we get to episode five. And I really thought going into episode five that Tawaret, who is the hippopotamus goddess of of fertility and rebirth was protecting mark and was in an ally of Khonshu. and that turned out not to be quite the case she is for some reason the one who is ushering mark specter spoiler alert into the land of the dead and trying to help him balance his scales so that he can enter the field of reeds and um, so he, she is not serving the role that I thought. I thought she was going to be an ally. She was going to help Mark escape, um, his mental prison and free Conchu. And none of that happened. Turns out, uh, Tawaret is rooting for Mark and Steven. She is trying to help them, but she's not a direct, involved you know she's not directly involved in the action as a an ally of Khonshu spoiler alert the end of episode five something happens to Stephen Grant to take his personality out of the equation and this leaves me 
I, I just got to say, the cliffhanger of episode five leaves me scratching my head because I have no idea what's going to happen next, which is a rare thing for me. Normally, I can kind of predict the endings and see what's coming down the road pretty, pretty accurately. But this one, I have no idea what's going to happen next, how in the world they're going to wrap up this story in one more episode. I mean, we've basically got Mark Spector dead. He's entered the field of reeds in the afterlife. How do you come back from that? How does he free Khonshu from his stone prison? How does he fight off the other Egyptian gods to get to Harrow and stop him from freeing Amet? Or if he does free Amet, how does he defeat Harrow as the avatar of Amet? I, I, there's just there, there's so much going on for episode six that I don't know where this is going to go. I I think... I think we're going to see Layla become the Scarlet Scarab. I think. I think we might have some cameo appearances. Maybe not during the final battle, but in an after credit scene that lead Moon Knight into Midnight Suns. Uh, it's been rumored that uh, Blade will make an appearance in this series. Well, there's only one episode left. So he better hurry up and do it. I think it'll happen in an after credit scene, kind of a cliffhanger, tying Moon Knight into the rest of the MCU. We might see something that ties into Doctor Strange because Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, opens the very next day after the finale of Moon Knight. We might see something that ties Moon Knight to the Eternals or to Shang-Chi or to Thor, Love and Thunder. There's a lot of possibilities here. Maybe Blade shows up with the Black Knight. Maybe we see Blade show up with Daredevil. There's just, there's so many possibilities, and I just don't know where this is going to go. I don't know how, even powered up like he is in this series, I don't know how Moon Knight can win this fight against Harrow and Amet and the, the 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 powers of Amet, the the rest of the avatars that have sided against Khonshu, it just seems insurmountable to me without help. And who is Khonshu going to call for help? Now they did make some references into in episode 6 to you know Wakanda and the uh the Black Panther's afterlife, but for the most part there have been no references to the rest of the MCU. And one of the things that kind of bothered me, and I know this was all happening in the Land of the Dead on his journey, in his own mind's representation of what the afterlife is, the, the character of Dr. Harrow, the psychiatrist, says, now you're talking about avatars of gods and hippopotamus goddesses and you know, does that sound, does that sound sane or insane? And Mark says insane. Well, in the MCU, why would that be insane? This is the same problem I had with Iron Fist on uh, on Netflix. Season one, they had Danny Rand committed because they thought he was talking crazy talk, talking about magical portals to mystical cities and, 
you know, being raised and and having the power of the immortal Iron Fist, the heart of Shaolau the Undying, and they thought he was crazy. And in this show, Mark Spector is convincing himself that he's crazy through his own mindscape. And why? D- doesn't he know about the Avengers? Doesn't he know about the Battle of New York and Ultron and uh, the other stuff going on with, you know, wh- where is the rest of the MCU represented? And maybe this points to Moon Knight being set maybe even before Avengers. I don't know, but um, all I know is that episode six has a lot to deliver on. And I'm not unhappy about this. I love this show. I've been so engaged. I'm so excited about it. I'm on the edge of my seat and I can't wait. I'm just saying there's so much that has to happen and so many possibilities. I have zero clue where this show is going to go. And so I'm not even making predictions anymore. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the ride. And for the first time, maybe admit that the prophet of pop culture has been defeated. I would love to hear your thoughts about Moon Knight. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Are you on the fence? Have you not seen it? I would love for you to share your comments. You can either send us a voice message here on the podcast or send us a note via email, serialboxpodcast at gmail.com or interact with us on Facebook on our Facebook group, the Back of the Serial Box Saturday Morning Rec Room, or on our Facebook page, Serial Box Podcast. Let us know what you think. Post your comments. Is is Johnny right on? Are you loving it? Do you have any idea what's going to happen next? Will Layla become Scarlet Scarab? Will we see Blade? Werewolf by Night? Gore the God Butcher, uh, something from Doctor Strange, Thor, Love and Thunder, Eternal, Shang-Chi, Black Panther. What? What What do you think? What do you predict? I would love to hear it. Also, if you love our content, you can subscribe on YouTube or watch our video episodes on Facebook. A lot of times we're showing off toys and comics, and you can actually see and watch and um, not just hear what we're talking about. Last but not least, if you love our programming, please consider donating at buymeacoffee.com slash CerealBoxPod, or you can go to our website, backofthecerealbox.fun, and click the donate icon and do it that way. If you hate our shows and you hate our content, donate even more generously so that we can improve to make the show better just for you. All right, guys and gals, that is my thoughts. Those are my feelings about Moon Knight on Disney+. Plus. What do you think? Let us know. Hope you enjoy this episode, and until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box. This episode of Back of the Cereal Box is brought to you by our sponsor, Hitchhiker Toys. If you're looking for those great Moon Knight Marvel Legends action figures, they're your hookup. You can visit them in store in White House, Tennessee, or online 
at hitchhikertoys.com and take advantage of their mail order, their eBay auctions, and their whatnot auctions, all available at hitchhikertoys.com. This episode of Back of the Cereal Box is brought to you by Hitchhiker Toys. Check them out at hitchhikertoys.com.